Welcome to Walking with the Archetypes, the podcast which gives you keys to claiming your personal power. For more than a decade now, I've studied the King, Warrior, Magician, Lover archetypes, and in this time of great turmoil, I will reveal their secrets. My name is Ivan Fingenskjær-Schellum, founder of Men's Initiation, Reclaim Your Inner Throne, and it's time now to head outside and walk with the archetypes. So there are two things which happened this week that are, I believe, more significant than we currently have the capacity to see. So first, there was this uh, Frances Haugen, I believe her name was, a whistleblower that came out with her stories about what was going on inside of Facebook. She had documented a lot of the internal... Affairs there had taken an enormous amount of copies and she came out on 60 Minutes sharing what was going on inside of Facebook that they would be putting people after profits. And I currently have three deer looking straight at me and now they're running away. Wow. (laughs) Anyway, back to the story. So... Let's just uh, set a little bit of a context for this uh, episode. Uh, I am about an hour or two away from driving to my venue for a three-day hunting license examination. And I have a very limited time uh, to put together this podcast today. So in terms of the details of my uh, understanding of the story... They may not be entirely perfect, but I have a read on the underlying currents here that I want to share with you. I've been very fascinated with this story. I just haven't had the time to sit down and take note of all of the names and all of the various details of the case. But nevertheless, Frances Haugen goes to the media, I believe also she sends documentations to Wall Street Journal, becomes a sensation and uh, I believe then it is Monday evening my time that Facebook goes down. It goes down for about six to seven hours, which in a sane world wouldn't really be much of an event that a website goes down for a few hours. But there's something about this whole story that has got more people than myself wondering what really went down. And I've been sense-making with my network, been trying to get an overview over the potential forces at play. And I'm going to give you my view, my reading of uh, what's happening. First of all, you need to understand mainstream media, they do not typically give whistleblowers a voice. Mainstream media, the various news outlets, uh, the various networks, CNN, MSNBC, all of these, they have a tendency of being very skewed 
towards one side of the political spectrum. That side is the left. Of course, there is a mainstream media that skews right as well. Fox News, for instance, in the United States. We have other channels, but uh, the typical mainstream media news outlet is a liberal, that is to say progressive, left-leaning kind of outlet. And so when we talk about mainstream media, this is a conglomerate of various news networks that have basically one voice. They are working together, one news outlet, maybe The Atlantic, maybe Washington Post, maybe New York Times, delivers a story and then all of the other outlets, they pick up on the story and propagate the story. And a lot of the time what's happening is that the initial story turns out to be a fabrication, uh, inaccurate or just, yeah, flat out lie. But since the story has propagated through the rest of the conglomerate, um, the, the general population thinks that it is true. So I'm saying this because this whistleblower was warmly embraced. Typically, a whistleblower is somebody who brings information to the public that we weren't fully aware of previously. This idea that Francis Haugen puts forth that Facebook puts profit before people is something everybody knows. Everybody knows it. Yes, she has some additional documentation to prove it, fair enough, but everybody knows that this is the case. There isn't much of a revelation happening. But this woman has been doing the victory laps between various of these networks. And she's even gone to Congress where all of the Democrat... Oh, wow. Huge, huge. Is that a raven? That's a massive raven that just sat down in a pie next to me. My God, that's a hell of a bird. Rich, rich um, wildlife around me right now. You should see this bird, man. Maybe you can even hear its wings on the recording. It's so heavy. So returning to the main inquiry here. The media... The politicians, the Democrat politicians, they have taken Frances Hogan and made her into some kind of hero. These people almost never give whistleblowers any kind of attention. Whistleblowers featured on YouTube channels like Project Veritas that has conveniently been condemned and swept aside as some kind of alt-right network. And on Project Veritas, you will see true whistleblowers being featured on a daily basis lately, where you can see right through the veneer of the pharmaceutical industry and their crappy, draconian, tyrannical business practices. You won't hear them on mainstream media. You won't see any of these featured in the Congress. What is it about Francis Hogan? That is so different. Why do these Democrat senators sit there and 
theatrically have monologues about the the kind of high integrity such convincing witness we all believe her she is so convincing it was something about the way that these people were speaking to her that seemed like they were reading a script these were not convincing statements being made not in my world so this is one anomaly here's a whistleblower that is being embraced in a world and a system where whistleblowers are almost exclusively exiled, deplatformed, and fired. That's one thing, eh? That's one thing. The other thing is that this whistleblower essentially argues that there is too little censorship on Facebook. Too little. So you know all of those little notices that you see, oh, go here to read more about COVID-19 and all oh, this is potentially misleading information. We have fact-checked it and here's the truth and blurred pictures like, oh, this is sensitive information. This is a violent picture. And then you click the look at the picture and it's some kind of picture with a flower and a message of sovereignty and standing up. You know, it's... It's a very strange, very strange system of censorship that has been ruling on Facebook for a while already. People are just randomly exiled, cancelled, deleted. Share buttons stop working. There are all kinds of anomalies. And now this whistleblower comes forth and saying that Facebook doesn't do nearly enough to censor. That is the message that is being extracted from her testimony, which has in it a lot of things that I absolutely find valid. And I very much agree with it. Like the way that Facebook puts profit over people, the way that teenage girls are given all kinds of psychological problems with it. Of course, teenage boys as well, but they weren't mentioned. Um, people in general are being fucked up by this medium. So I'm happy that she brings that out there. I'm happy that she brings that out there. But why is she embraced? And, and, and this idea that there's too little censorship, that is certainly a message that none of us are served by being delivered. You know, to Congress, to people with influence over these platforms. Because here is what is now starting to be revealed. And bear in mind, I haven't even mentioned the outage yet. I'll get to it. But what is starting to be revealed through the collective sense-making and even through the processing that I've been doing here in the my unconscious has a tendency of just churning over things at night and I come to it in the morning with new uh, insights and and these insights are very much congruent with what I've seen other people come to is that these people these media outlets journalists as well as the various democratic politicians people in power they have been pushing for censorship 
for a long while. You've had these various CEOs, these various kings of Silicon Valley have been summoned to, to Congress again and again, where Democrat politicians have told them, you have to censor more. Why? Because domestic terrorists, the domestic terrorists, that's the idea. There are these dangerous people that are trying to destroy democracy and they love guns and they love Trump and they're very, very, very evil. And with that justification on that basis, the powers that be, the sitting administration has been pushing for more and more and more censorship. Now they have this woman. It's hard to know if she is an authentic whistleblower in the sense that she actually stepped forth because of the conscience that she had. We know that she's a far left leaning radical friend of AOC and Alexandria Tarsic Cortez. So we know those things. She's basically a very activist person. But it may be that she authentically wanted to bring this message to the world. But it does appear that this person's testimonial is now being co-opted in a bigger agenda, which is to push more censorship, more totalitarian control over the internet based on the idea that there are various platforms where these evil domestic terrorists congregate in order to plot the destruction of the, na the nation, the, the democracy. For the most part, this story is a bogus story. To the extent that this happens, it is only as a counter-response to the very measures that the Democrats are now trying to push even more. More censorship, more totalitarian control. See, here's what's happening. And just to be clear, I've said this many times in the, in the past. I am not in any way holding space for some kind of polarized political conversation. I am somebody who holds mostly liberal values. And yet truth is way more important. And we need to look at what is actually happening here, legitimately happening. We have an administration and a political party pushing hard for more and more censorship. There's a whistleblower coming forth, giving credence, giving more fuel to that fire. And now we are likely to see this whistleblower's case being leveraged for increased totalitarianism on social media, but possibly online as a whole. That is my reading of the situation. In terms of the outage, I find it hard to believe that the technicians at Facebook could be so either negligent that they would allow this problem to happen in the first place, or that they would take six or seven hours to get it back online. There's also these stories of Facebook staff not being able to enter the building, that their key cards weren't working. And of course, there are all kinds of yarns being spun about what actually happened, but none of them seem particularly legitimate. Some theorize that Facebook wanted to delete all kinds of incriminating evidence because of this whistleblower. But you have to understand something. 
the Democrats don't want to destroy Facebook. Also, the corrupt politicians among the Republicans, they don't want to... The corrupt politicians in general, regardless of political affiliation, they don't want to destroy Facebook because Facebook is a useful tool for them to push further totalitarian control over the public discourse. So there is no chance in hell that these politicians are going to come after Facebook. They have proven again and again and again to not have any interest in using these antitrust laws that have been established for precisely companies like this. They haven't been leveraging any of the, their powers to, to shut these places down. They don't have a track record for doing that. So why would they want to do it now? They have given absolutely no indication that they're interested in it. I don't believe that there is any danger for Facebook or Mark Zuckerberg here that would have them need to delete incriminating evidence. At least not in order to defend themselves against various probing by the Congress. Congress loves Facebook. They love all of big tech because... The United States is an oligarchy. It's not a democracy. It's an oligarchy where all of these huge companies and their corporate overlords are in bed with very corrupt politicians and they are working together and scheming in order to create a society with less freedom, with less affluence for the normal middle class. And this has been... We see this again and again and again through the way that things are being done in very covert ways. For instance, we know now that BlackRock is buying up all of these private property around the United States. And where do they get them? Well, of course, they get them from normal people, but they also get them from the landowners, the small-time landowners that don't make any money because of the eviction ban that has been passed in order to supposedly be nice to the people who are um, financially hurt by the pandemic. But in effect, what you're seeing is a is a wealth transfer and a property transfer to oligarchy that is unparalleled. So the surface story is that we're trying to protect people from being sent out of their homes. But what's actually happening under the surface is that corporate America is buying all of the private property, just like Bill Gates is buying all of the land. This is happening systematically across the board. This is also most probably at play here. So what I believe is one theory that is valid is that Mark Zuckerberg actually knew about this. Maybe in the Sun Valley meeting where the uh, corporate overlords and the media hotshots and various other people of importance, they gather once a year in Sun Valley to discuss how they can well, in my perception, fuck around and get more power and more money. So I think it's likely that Mark Zuckerberg knew about this and that whatever happened at Facebook over those hours probably was somehow connected to this whistleblower story. 
and I don't think it was to protect Facebook from anything that the whistleblower could bring forth. I would rather think it likely that Facebook prepared some kind of infrastructure for the new level of censorship and totalitarian control that Congress will now be demanding. Time will show if this is true, but I think it very well could be true. It is probably a test for what is to come. You have to see that the shadow magician is at play in the halls of power in ways that are shocking and unprecedented. The amount of lies that are being peddled by these media houses, these politicians, these Silicon Valley hotshots are unprecedented. When you really come to terms with the systematic deception that is propagating through our culture right now, you will understand that most of the things that are being propagated in the public view through mass media is an inversion of reality. This is the reality inversion field. And so most likely, most likely, the politicians that are pretending now like they want to protect us from the kind of dangers associated with these platforms being unchecked, the kind of dangers towards young girls, for instance, it's most likely that the opposite is the case. These are politicians that have been abusing children in shocking ways for years. They have completely neglected their responsibility in shutting down the child trafficking industry. They, many of them have been affiliated with Jeffrey Epstein, who of course is infamous for having run a pedophilia ring. They also abuse little kids by practically mandating them to take a vaccine that has a devastating safety profile for people of their age. Kids are dying because of this. I've seen statistics from various countries. I think the last one I saw was from Britain where the age range, I think it's 15 to 19, that has started to be vaccinated. Mysteriously, the death rates have increased by 50%. No explanation, it's just, just randomly happening. They don't have children and their interests in mind. Rather, as has happened so many times before, to objectify kids, to, to use them as political weapons in order to push more laws, more regulations, so that the powers that be can increase their level of fuckery. I don't trust what is unfolding one bit. I don't trust these politicians one bit. I don't trust Mark Zuckerberg one bit. As far as Frances Hogan is concerned, she may be genuine in wanting to share this with the world and she has simply been enrolled in an agenda that she's not aware of. Or maybe she is just a paid hand. A 
theatrical performance. I don't know. I'm asking myself, did the Democratic Party get corrupted? Or were they always like this? Were they always pushing for a totalitarian agenda and I just didn't notice because I was too blinded by the stardust? We have to come to terms, I believe, with the fact that we have an administration at the wheel of the United States now that looks nothing like the left has ever done, that looks nothing like the Democratic Party that we've known. It's not even relevant to see them as the left. These are people that are pushing oligarchy. They are serving the elites and only the elites. They are trying to get as many billions and trillions of dollars into the hands of very rich people and peddling a lie that they're trying to protect the poor. It is a lie. It is a flat-out lie. What happened? I don't know. But I just know if you have voted Democrat, I'm not in any way attacking you. I would have done that as well up until, well, some years back. But something has happened, and I think I know why and how, but I don't have time to go into that. But there is a whole paradigm of consciousness that was fronted by the Democratic Party for a long time and that was at the time uh, seemingly benevolent, talking about more tolerance and more protection of the environment and so on and so forth. But gradually it went, it went dark and it became a vector for tyranny and totalitarianism. I think the internet is currently at risk for seeing a rise of control that is unprecedented. I also think that people are going to start waking up to the draconian and ugly people that are running the show. I hope that the population as a whole will cease to think that the Democrats are anti-racists and you know, trying to help the poor and all these things. They're exactly the opposite. In every domain, they are exactly the opposite of what they're trying to say. The Republican Party as well has so much that's wrong with it. But the main vector of tyranny right now, politically, in the world, is the Democratic Party of the United States. Whatever they say, they are doing exactly the opposite. I've seen this over about a year of monitoring them. So what I now urge you to wake up to is that the story that's playing out here with a whistleblower wanting Facebook to bring more censorship in order to protect the children, that that is anything but the truth of the story. So for those of us who have been in this political circus, I just think we have to leave it all together. The United States is fucked. 
the two-party system is is absolutely screwed. Maybe Andrew Yang with his new political party, the past Democratic candidate, who was actually high integrity, just like Tulsi Gabbard, two high integrity Democratic candidates who were, of course, fucked with by the Clinton clan. Um, he's starting a new party. Maybe, maybe that will prove to uh, bring some solutions. But I am uh, generally think the system will burn to the ground and that the polarization will have to explode and then in the debris after what's happened we will see the truth hope for the best prepare for the worst and whatever the democrats are saying they're doing exactly the opposite that's the rule democrats and the media establishments that are supporting them the reality distortion field is in place, held in place by powerful propagandists and magicians. And it's for you to reveal so that you can start taking your freedom and your sovereignty back. That's all I have. I am uh, going now to prepare for the, um, the um, hunting license um, weekend. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, I need to go. I was rushed already, and now I need to edit this, and I need to head out. So, um, I'll speak to you next week. I hope you're doing well, and that you get to have a great weekend. Get some nature, get some wildlife, get some quality connection with loved ones, and we'll speak again soon. Thank you for joining me in this week's Walking with the Archetypes. It's been a pleasure to spend this time with you. And don't forget, you are invited to come walk with me next Friday when we will take another deep dive into the archetypal realms. To go deeper with this masculine operating system, head over to MasculineOS.com for a comprehensive free guide.